The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Every business needs capital, which means higher profits and lower expenses. Are you aware of the various opportunities available for your business in securing capital? Welcome to Small Business Capital America with Michael Schumacher. Michael and his guests, which include experts, suppliers, and thought leaders, will be discussing these options and solutions to help raise your bottom line. Now, here's your host, Michael Schumacher. Hello and welcome back to this week's edition of Small Business Capital America on the Voice America Network. As the introduction said, I'm your host, Michael Schumacher. On our show, we discuss and we analyze the capital issues for the businesses of Main Street. We explore that eternal question, capital, rent it or print it. When I refer to the businesses of Main Street, I'm referring to the small and mid-sized businesses in the United States with revenues from 10000 to $10 million per month. That's our audience for this show, and quite frankly, that's our audience for our business, small or BizDoc Capital Group. We really target that small and mid-sized business for solutions on their capital challenges and opportunities. When I'm referring to rent with regard to capital, I'm really talking about borrowing or getting a loan or debt capital. Contrary to that, when I refer to print with regard to capital, I'm talking about profits. I'm talking about increasing sales, reducing your costs, or more likely a combination of those two. As an entrepreneur, I really understand that capital issues are not only complex, but they're dynamic and the likely capitalist solution for most businesses is a blend of rented and printed capital with the mix changing as your business changes. We're constantly as entrepreneurs hit with internal and external factors that cause us to adapt our operating plan, our strategic plan, and quite hopefully our capital plan. We need to keep those three in alignment. So we're always reacting to those internal and external factors across the broad spectrum of our business, from operations to strategy to capital. Capital mix is really just all about leverage. That mix of rented and printed capital is how you multiply profits or you leverage your business. The easiest way to discuss this is to give an example. I'll give a couple examples, actually one good and one challenging. So the first example I would offer is that if you're a entrepreneur and your business is up and running and you're growing and making a profit and you decide that the next step for you is to go out and to get a loan, some debt capital, with the intention to either A, raise your revenue, B, 
reduce your expenses, or C, a combination of those three. Let's say you go ahead and get that loan and you execute on that plan and you do go ahead and increase your revenue and or reduce your expenses. Well, what you've done now is you've levered or you've multiplied your printed capital or your profits. That's a wonderful thing. That is what we all seek as entrepreneurs to lever our business. On the other side of the coin, let's give an example where if your business was struggling and not making a profit, but you decided to go out and to get a loan to keep the business moving forward, and your intent was to either A, increase sales, or B, reduce expenses, or C, a combination of those. So you're losing money, you go out and decide to get do a loan, and your goal is to accomplish that. But let's say you don't increase your revenue or reduce your expenses yet you've added this additional debt. You've now negatively levered your business or you've negatively multiplied your losses and or your profits, depending on how you want to look at this. So the challenge is leverage in and of itself isn't a good or bad thing. Leverage is really about finding the right mix or the right leverage for your business and your situation. And it's about using the funds that you bring in as debt capital to either A, increase your revenue, or B, reduce your expenses, or C, a combination of those two. It's a powerful thing. We speak a lot in generalities on on the show, and, and that's necessary because we want to speak to a large audience. But everybody's business is unique. So if you ever want to sit down or you want to get on the phone and you want to have a conversation about your business, and your capital needs, your rented and printed capital, please give us a call toll-free at 844-249-3621. We'd love to spend some time with you walking through your business and trying to find the right mix of ideas around capital to help you. This week's show, we're going to walk through the capital decision process in a little bit more detail. And the reason for that is, time and time again in my business, of finding people capital, we run across challenges where this capital decision gets out of whack. And so I don't think we can talk about it enough. And we're going to do that on the show. And we're going to continue to do that on the show. And I'm going to put a little different spin on it today. But we want to spend time right up front talking about the capital decision. The next thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about the toolbox of capital solutions and most importantly, debt capital solutions. Anyone who's ever done a construction project knows that if you start out with just a hammer and that's your only tool, you're going to have limited results. To complete a robust or complex project, you do need a variety of tools in your toolbox. The same is for capital. If you approach a capital problem, every capital problem, with the same solution, the same hammer, if you would, you're forcing solutions that aren't necessarily a fit for the business. And I'll talk more about that during the show, but I think that's really important. Matching the solution to the problem or the need. So we're going to spend time on that. The next thing we're going to do is we're going to do an interview. Although I don't have a guest, it's been brought to my attention a number of times that since the beginning of the show, we've been doing this for a while, I really haven't spent much time telling you about myself and my business. And so 
essentially, I'm going to interview myself with the same questions that we would ask a guest. Then we're going to move on and we're going to talk about things like, what are the key terms that are out there in capital that might throw you off? I want to make sure you're on the same level playing ground, playing field with the rest of the world. The lenders, you want to be on the same playing field with them. So we'll talk about some of those terms. I've broken this down before into a four-step process, how to make the capital decision. If you'll remember, it's about determining what are you going to use the funds for. More importantly, what's the benefit of that? Number two, it's about gathering information and gathering solutions. It's about that toolbox, identifying those right funding options. That's part of number three and putting the pieces of the puzzle together, if you would. And then the fourth step is decision time. When I talk about use of funds in step one, I'm really speaking to why are you borrowing the money? You gotta have a clear vision here of what you're gonna do with those funds. And it really needs to be one of three things. And I would argue it needs to be one of two things. But I'm going to talk about the three things you would commonly hear. Number one, you're going to use those funds to grow sales. That might be to add a sales force. It might be to add a customer management software tool. It might be to run a promotion and bring in some promotional materials. It might be some other marketing activity. But that's really about growing your top line, your sales, or your revenue. The other option for use of funds would be to reduce your expenses. You're going to buy a piece of machinery that will help you increase production, thereby reducing your expenses per piece. Or perhaps you're going to bring in a piece of software that will help you reduce expenses or manage expenses better. These are great. Those, are, those make a lot of sense. The other reason people tend to bring in capital is just to survive. And if you're just trying to survive and you're not making a profit and you bring in capital, that's what I was talking about earlier where you're negatively leveraging. So when you're talking about your use of funds and you're focusing on your use of funds, you need to really focus on sales growth or expense reduction. And you need to build an economic model. And by that I mean if you are going to grow your sales, how much you're going to grow them? What's the margin going to be? If you're going to reduce your expenses, how much you're going to reduce those expenses? When are you going to reduce those expenses? The other piece of this is besides the economics, you have to be able to convey that thought, that passion to the lender, to whoever you're thinking about borrowing from. So it's that convergence of a good economic model for your use of funds, which either grows sales and or reduces expenses, and your ability to communicate or convey that thought. That's step one. You've got to start there, and you cannot move forward. You should not move forward until you've really finished step one. The second step is really about engaging resources and gathering documents. In the capital business, there are people who are professionals who have a toolbox or a tool belt full of different solutions. 
I'm not talking about the guy who calls you 10 times a day saying, I'm going to give you a revenue advance or cash advance, and that's the only tool in the toolbox. I'm talking about a professional who has a variety of 100 different solutions depending on what the need and what the opportunity is. You've got to partner with somebody like that. It's important because think about it this way. That's almost free because the lender 95% of the time pays for that individual. And if you didn't use that individual, they wouldn't give you a better rate. So it's almost foolish not to use somebody with that robust toolbox. I'm not talking about somebody with one hammer. I'm talking about somebody who's got a toolbox of a variety of solutions to meet your needs. And then you're going to gather documents, and we're going to spend time on that in detail because it is so important to what we do that you gather the right documents. Then we're going to spend some time talking about step three, which is the toolbox. That's identifying all the potential funding options and putting those pieces together like a puzzle, a puzzle that fits together and is unique just for your business. This is the merger of art and science, and we're going to talk about that toolbox. And finally, the most important step is the final decision, and that is, do you want to borrow or not to borrow? But this is really becomes an easy decision if you followed the other three steps. Because what would have happened is you would have looked for all the best options using a professional. You'd know the different rate and term options that are available to you. So you would be able to identify the cost of capital. And then in the beginning, you did a really good job of economically justifying or economically modeling your benefit or your use of funds and if your benefit your economic model of what you say you're going to use the funds for and what you're going to benefit from that use is greater than the cost which you've already decided is the best cost available given a variety of different options then your decision is easy move forward if the benefit does not outweigh the cost in other words, the benefit is not greater than the cost, then you shouldn't move forward. It's time to stop. You've got to go back and rethink. Can I improve my use of funds? In other words, can I grow my sales more? Can I reduce my expenses more? Or maybe I shouldn't be doing this at all. But that's the decision process, and you've got to break it down that methodically to be really successful. We're going to take a brief break, and we'll come back, and we'll get into the underwriting documents. We'll get into talking about some of the tools in the toolbox. Finally, we'll end up with the interview at the end. I look forward to seeing you on the other side of break. Talk very soon. Thank you. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. BizDoc Capital Group was founded in 2007 and is committed to the success of small and mid-cap enterprises. BizDoc provides innovative, fast, affordable business financing solutions and saving solutions to small and mid-cap businesses. We tailor solutions to meet your business needs. Our solutions include term loans, lines of credit, equipment financing, commercial real estate financing, tax savings programs, and business expense savings programs. For more information, 
information, visit bizdoccapital.com. Again, bizdoccapital.com. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Did you know where you bank really matters? Values-based banking is a growing, global, viable alternative to the current banking system. Find out how you can join, share, and participate in a positive money movement that is designed to put the power back in your pockets. Listen for Building Banking on Values with host Linda Ryan. Your money matters. There is a solution, and you can be a part of something greater. Tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. It's about a different kind of banking. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Small Business Capital America with host Michael Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to mschumacher at biz.capital.com. That's mschumacher at bizdoccapital.com. Now, back to Small Business Capital America. Welcome back to our second segment for this week's episode of Small Business Capital America. In our first segment, we talked about step one of the decision process, the capital decision process, establishing your use of funds. Step two, engaging professionals and gathering documents. Step three, the toolbox, identifying funding options and putting those pieces together in a puzzle. And step three, financial analysis. That's looking at that cost-benefit analysis between the benefit of borrowing the funds and the cost of borrowing the funds to make a decision. If you'd ever want to speak to us about an individual consultation, certainly call us 844-249-3621 at biz.capital. We'd love to go through your individual situation and help you find options specific to your business. The second step of the process for the capital decision is really about, you know, besides getting the professional, which we already talked about, I'm not going to belabor it, but it's really about gathering those documents. And I repeat this quite often on the show, but it's because I see it every week in my clients, in my prospects, and the people I'm talking to about getting funding. Gathering the right accurate documents and getting them turned in on a timely basis is so important to the funding process. Not only does it expedite your funding process, but it can actually help you reduce your costs, improve your terms, your rate. So these are important. One of the things that we're going to look for is tax returns. Why tax returns? Because it is the most official record of what happens in your business that's out there that is looked at by some kind of third party. Sure, it's not perfect. Uh, Entrepreneurs tend to manage their tax returns to mitigate their tax expense. We all get that. 
we're in business, we're professionals, however we're underwriting it, we understand that. But we need a starting point. So we're going to need two years of business tax returns, and we're going to need one year of personal tax returns. The kinds of information we're really going to gather from there are revenues. Are the revenues the same in your management reports? Are they on your tax returns? And then we're going to look for unusual differences between management tax returns and your business operating financial statements. So we're just going to look for differences. And we're not saying they're bad or good. We want to understand them. That's part of the process. Your personal tax return is going to tell us a little bit about you as an individual and maybe your world beyond your business, this particular business. Maybe you have other businesses. We want to understand how the pieces come together. We're going to want to see interim financial statements. That would be your profit and loss statement. So we want to know revenue. We want to know what's going on in expenses. We want to know how they're trending profitability-wise. And then we want a balance sheet because we're going to understand the relationship between assets and liabilities. None of this is necessarily good and bad in and of itself. What it does is it paints the picture of the state of the business to allow us to pick and get to the right funding solution to meet that business need. So it is important. We're going to look for six months worth of bank statements. From there, we're going to kind of validate the revenue number. Uh, You know, if you're reporting $100,000 in sales per month and your bank statement only has $10,000 a month in deposits, we're going to want to understand that difference. Likewise, if your bank statements show a lot more deposits than your profit and loss statement shows revenue. So we're just going to want to understand that relationship. We're going to look for what happens transactionally on a daily basis to your business. There's a lot of new data that supports one of the best tells of your ability to pay is your bank statement. So we want to look at that. Six months is a good number. All pages. Can't have part of the page. you got to have them all. We want to see your accounts receivable aging. If you sell to other businesses, you know what an accounts receivable aging is. We want to understand, are you receiving your money on a regular basis, and how are you receiving? How timely is that? So let's look at your accounts receivable aging. That also helps to tell us a little bit about customer mix. Then we want to see accounts payable aging. We want to understand how you're paying your bills. This isn't good or bad. We just want to understand the relationship between that and your financial statements, that and your accounts receivable. If there's a large imbalance between your accounts payable and your accounts receivable, we want to understand it. We may even have some ideas on how to help you with your capital. Going to want to see a copy of your personal credit report. Better you run it than we run it. We may eventually have to run it, but we'll tell you first. And the reason for that is your personal credit, although it may not be the best predictor, is a starting point. It, again, builds that picture of you and your business. We want a completed application. We want that picture painted for us. Ours, we use in our business, is a one-page application. Uh, It's a fillable, writable PDF. Uh, It can be completed and signed online, or you can fax it, or there's a number of different ways. Mail it in if you want. But we need that completed application to help paint the picture. A debt schedule of any existing debt. We want to know what other debt is out there. The balance sheet is helpful, but usually that's a summarized number. We want to see a detail on the debt. We want to see an asset listing so we can understand, again, what assets are there that the business holds. 
And what's that relationship between those assets and those debts or liabilities? Want to see a personal financial statement? Now, that personal financial statement, again, helps paint the picture of you, not just in your business, but you beyond your business, and helps paint the picture of what the terms and conditions could look like in a loan. Entity formation documents, kind of that formality. Want to make sure that uh, you're legally formed as an entity and what type of entity it is. Uh, Want to see any licenses that are applicable for your business. Insurance documents as required. And use of funds. We're going to want to see that and talk about that. And make sure you've quantified what your use of funds are. And more importantly, what's the benefit that you're going to get using those funds in that way? What's the economic benefit so we can know that it's a good investment? Now, we don't need every one of these items for every deal. Going to need an application on every deal. And we're probably going to need tax returns and bank statements. But the more information you give us, the better the pitch we paint or you paint, the clearer the pitch you paint by giving us that information, the better the terms you're going to get. And that's rate and term and length. I have one of my lending partners who says famously that the more information you give and providing that complete and accurate documentation or financial picture can make the difference between a 6% APR and 130% APR. And they're actually true. I mean, you can look at the documents and that's the reality. So obviously you're in control here. Share what you want to share. But I'll share this. The more information you offer the people you're working with to help you, the better the results that you're going to get. I'm going to get off my soapbox now, and I'm going to start talking about some of the capital solutions that are out there. You know, working capital, or capital really comes from one of three sources from a debt standpoint. It can be based on your cash flow. In other words, what kind of revenues are you generating through your business? It can be based on your assets, which is how you would securitize a loan or provide extra protection. That's very important because the more secure a loan is, the lower the rate, generally speaking. And then thirdly, you can have your funding based on credit how well you pay your bills, how timely you pay your bills, your personal credit report, your business credit. This can also be a source of funding. So when you're building a toolbox, you're going to have tools from the working capital category, cash flow category, excuse me. You're going to have tools from the asset-based category, and you're going to have tools from the credit-based category in your toolbox. I just want to talk a little bit about cash flow and assets. And the reason I want to do this is because they're the two more common ways to achieve capital. You know, working capital, let's define it to start with. It's the cash you need to operate your business. It's the lifeblood, really, of any growing enterprise. So one of the most efficient and effective ways to get that cash you need is to turn your assets into working capital via a debt instrument that's secured by those assets. This is referred to asset-based lending. 
Some of the assets that we can use are your accounts receivable can be lent against, your equipment, your inventory, your real estate, and even from time to time, some of the more unique, I'll call them softer assets that are a little bit hard to put your finger on the value of. But if the intrinsic value or the monetary value can be A, determined, and B, is something that can be liquefied or liquidated, then it's a possibility to use a non-hard asset to, uh, to get your cash that you need to operate your business. Again, this working capital cash is really the lifeblood of your business. It's what you need to operate. The other main type of way to get working capital for your business is from cash flow. Um, it is the, one of the easiest ways. Now, we talked about one of the um, most efficient and effective ways might be asset-based. One of the easiest ways is just to use your cash flow um, to get the working capital that you need. And it's turning your daily cash flow, your weekly cash flow, your monthly cash flow, via a debt instrument, specifically a term loan or a revenue advance, into the cash that you need to operate your business. So a term loan we're going to talk a little bit more about later, and a revenue advance we're going to speak a little bit more about later. But there are two very specific types of, very different types of working capital that's achieved through cash flow type funding. On the other side of the break, we're going to go into the toolbox and we're going to talk about asset cash flow and credit lending. We're kind of going to break those down based on within there, there's subcategories of each. And again, we're painting the picture of the toolbox that you should use to understand and to capitalize your business. You want to understand for each of these what they are, who they're a fit for, the general qualification or disqualification that can happen, the documentation necessary, the styles that are a fit for it, and the general rate and terms within each of those. And your professional that you're working with can help you do that. And that's going to help you pick the right solution for your need. I'm going to see you on the other side of the break. We'll talk a little bit more about the toolbox and really look forward to it. Thank you. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. BizDoc Capital Group was founded in 2007 and is committed to the success of small and mid-cap enterprises. BizDoc provides innovative, fast, affordable business financing solutions and saving solutions to small and mid-cap businesses. We tailor solutions to meet your business needs. Our solutions include term loans, lines of credit, equipment financing, commercial real estate financing, tax savings programs, and business expense savings programs. For more information, visit bizdoccapital.com. Again, bizdoccapital.com. If you are a small business owner or a creative freelancer in pretty much any field, you can't miss Let's Get Radical. Your hosts, Jody Paydar and Liz Gold, will help you redevelop your plans, policies, and practices to take a radical turn in order to achieve new success. 
They spotlight the latest in technology, attitudes, what others are doing, and what can help you. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And let's get radical. Savvy business owners, learn how auspicious timing can have a positive influence on business decisions and strategies. You can achieve your goals while creating a competitive edge in your given field. Tune into Illuminating Feng Shui with host Kathleen Zamansky, where classical feng shui and Chinese metaphysics work together to help you discover your strengths and use them at the right times. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Small Business Capital America with host Michael Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to mschumacher at biz.capital.com. That's mschumacher at bizdoccapital.com. Now, back to Small Business Capital America. Welcome back to segment three of this week's episode of Small Business Capital America. Remember, you can always reach out to me toll-free at 844-249-3621. Would love to talk about your individual business and your individual capital needs. With that, we're going to jump back into the toolbox. Uh, Before the break, we talked about asset-based lending solutions, cash flow-based lending solutions, and credit-based lending solutions. Now I want to spend some time breaking those down into subsets of each. So let's start with the asset-based lending solutions. Let's begin with real estate. There's really, in my mind, three types of real estate funding. There's, there's really many, depending on who you talk to. But I like to generally categorize, categorize those in three types. The first is traditional real estate funding. A mortgage, if you would, commercial mortgage. So specified term could be 15 years, could be 30 years. Uh, rate could be 3 4%, depending on where you're at. Um, full underwriting requires a lot of documentation, takes quite a bit of time, may or may not be underwritten by the SBA. That's a traditional real estate loan. One of the cheapest forms of capital out there for your business. But it's very specific. It requires a real estate transaction, uh, whether it be a refi or a purchase. And it's got some LTV limits, in other words, loan-to-value limits. The next type of real estate lending I'm going to call hard money. That's the typical term for it. And that means it funds quicker sometimes at a different LTV, maybe a little bit more LTV squeezed out, maybe a little less, and it's a little more expensive. So instead of 3 4%, you may be 9 to 12%, and they'll take a look at different credit situations. It's not as heavily underwritten as a traditional loan, and it can fund in two weeks versus two months. There's some trade-offs there. Um, again, the credit restrictions are not as strenuous 
but the cost is more expensive. So you've got to make the right decision and use the right tool for your situation. And then somewhere in the middle there, we have what we'll refer to as soft money. So it's a little bit kinder to deal with than hard money and a little bit more expensive than traditional money but it requires a modest amount of underwriting and it requires a little bit better credit than in hard money. With hard money and soft money you're typically going to see these as interest only type transactions for a short period of time. We'll call them bridge loans because that's a term people are familiar with. They might be for one year interest only or maybe one year plus one interest only, but they're not going to be very long term. And the reason for that is these are meant to be products that help you get from point A to point B, from where you are to a traditional mortgage later. They're not meant to be sustained over the long haul because relative to other options, they are more expensive. The next class of assets that are funded against is accounts receivable. Accounts receivable are, there's really two types of um, accounts receivable financing we've talked about on prior episodes. These are kind of merging and almost becoming one, but you've got factoring, which is purely the purchase invoice by invoice of your invoices from you to get you capital today for those invoices that will be paid later. And then there's AR, accounts receivable, factoring lines or lines of credit. And this is where you process all of your invoices, borrowing what you want against them through a factoring or accounts receivable line relationship. This is a terrific way to finance your business if you sell B2B because it's almost like interest only. There's no fixed principal repayments. The loan is repaid through payment from your clients. And as you generate more invoices, you generate more borrowing power. So it does really work like this perpetual line of credit if you work it correctly. It's a fairly inexpensive way to uh, approach your funding. And the debt service is, I'll call it kind, because again, principal is really repaid by your clients through transactions. The next type of asset class that we would deal with with this type of funding is equipment. You can lease equipment or you can get a loan against equipment. Leasing is very popular from a tax standpoint and quite frankly from a qualification standpoint. Think about it. In a lease, the lessor, the person who's leasing you the equipment, is the owner of record of that equipment. So if you were to ever default it's much easier for them to reclaim their equipment. Not easy, but much easier. Okay? That makes it safer. That means that a lease can be done in situations where a loan could not because there's greater security. Then the other option is a loan against your equipment. That loan might be to purchase, but a really neat option out there for working capital right now is to use equipment you already own and have no debt on to create working capital for you today via getting a loan secured by that equipment you own free and clear. So this is a great way to A, conserve your working capital by not having to buy the equipment out of your cash flow, you can lease or purchase it, but also to take that existing equipment and create new working capital by getting a loan against it. 
There's also some products out there around inventory line of credit. So if you happen to have an inventory that's regularly moving through your building that averages, let's say, a million dollars, you might be able to get a half million to a $600,000 line of credit secured by that inventory. And again, it's perpetual. So in reality, you're just paying interest only as long as you've got the inventory to support that line of credit. Great product. A little hard to find. Got some good funders out there for it, so be sure and call us if you're interested in that product. Asset based to working capital. So this is where we take the equipment that we already own or the real estate that we already own, the hard assets, and maybe even some other soft assets. These are assets of marketable value. In other words, if you were to default, they can be turned into cash or liquidated fairly easily. So we're going to take the equity on that equipment, real estate, hard assets, soft assets, and we're going to give you a loan secured by your equity in that. That is asset-based lending for working capital. It's a product that I really use to step people from more expensive capital into lower capital as their business evolves. It's a great product to help get them moving down the cost scale and it's particularly moving down the debt service. In other words, how much they have to pay for their debt each month scale. So we really like asset-based working capital when you have the assets as you build your business. And those assets can be Again, real estate equipment, hard assets, and we can even talk about some soft assets in unique situations as long as those soft assets are something that can be monetized or liquidated in the event of a default. The next form of funding is from cash flow, and we really have two solutions that fall under this. One is the term loan, very traditional. We're all pretty well aware of what a term loan is. And then the second one is the revenue advance, maybe called a cash advance or a merchant cash advance. And I'm going to describe each one of those now. So a term loan is a loan for a specified amount with a specified repayment schedule and a fixed interest rate, i.e. your car loan is a term loan. We're very familiar with that. Typically within Commercial lending, term loans can be anywhere from one to five years with interest rates anywhere from 6 to 24% APR. And most of the products that are out there right now are usually up to about $500,000 is the most you're going to be able to get in a, in a non-traditional term loan. But we do have solutions above that. These usually require a monthly or bi-weekly repayment amount. So that's a term loan. We're very familiar. Again, your car is a term loan. There's many other types of term loans. But those are difficult to qualify for sometimes. There's usually a fairly significant credit score requirement. Um, There is a debt service model that has to be filled and, and fitted correctly. And so not everyone qualifies for a term loan. But if you don't, we do have another cash flow type solution. And that is the revenue advance, cash advance, or merchant cash advance. And that's simply a debt instrument where you receive cash today repaid from your future sales at a fixed repayment schedule. Those repayment schedules can be anywhere from 3 to 18 months. We're even starting to see some 24-month schedules out there. 
Uh, you can borrow up to two million, and these will require daily or weekly payments, and that's a challenge. But remember, these are easier to qualify for than a term loan. So if we're thinking about our business, a revenue advance might be a place where, you know, that's our only option, we're going to use it, or maybe it's a starting point. But we've eventually got to have a path to move you along to better and lower cost capital tools. And that's really part of that toolbox. That's where a professional can come in and help you with finding the right solution that meets your needs today. Thirdly, and I really didn't get into it very much, there are credit-only based lines of credit. So these are simply somebody's looking at your FICO score, they're looking at your current debt against your uh, revolving credit, and they're making a determination to offer you some funding line of credit, whether it be on credit cards or through a bank line of credit against your credit. Usually requires 680 or higher credit score. Um, you don't want to have a very high utilization if you're going to get qualified for this. In other words, you know, if you've got $30,000 limit on your credit card, you'd want to be under $15,000. And we can get you up to $150,000 using this type of tool if you qualify. Kind of a neat product because the cost can be kind of cheap because people are trying to attract you into that program. And so if you're going to use it very short term and you've got great credit, it's not a bad product to use. Really, this is about the decision-making process, and it's about using the right tools. So start with how much is it going to be my value? What value am I going to get from this borrowing? Then it's what the cost is. And then it's how do I evolve to a lower cost, better product each time? Don't start one place and think that's the solution forever. You want to make sure you've got a fit as your business evolves. We're going to take a break, and then we'll be back for our final segment of Small Business Capital America. I do want to let you know, again, if you ever want to reach out for a one-on-one conversation about your business and your capital needs, please call me toll-free at 844-249-3621, and I'll see you on the other side of break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. BizDoc Capital Group was founded in 2007 and is committed to the success of small and mid-cap enterprises. BizDoc provides innovative, fast, affordable business financing solutions and saving solutions to small and mid-cap businesses. We tailor solutions to meet your business needs. Our solutions include term loans, lines of credit, equipment financing, commercial real estate financing, tax savings programs, and business expense savings programs. For more information, visit bizdoccapital.com. Again, bizdoccapital.com. Do you feel it when you work with marketing or PR firms? They're moving in slow motion. Or they just don't know what they're talking about. You won't get that on Marketing at Lightspeed. Host Ethan Raziel and his guest experts will deliver tips and tricks that work at Lightspeed. If you want to accelerate your company's marketing, listen every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Small Business Capital America with host Michael Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to mschumacher at biz.capital.com. That's mschumacher at bizdoccapital.com. Now, back to Small Business Capital America. Welcome back to our final episode, our final segment of this week's episode. A better way to get a hold of me, besides the nice commercial we had and the email address, is to call me toll-free at 844-249-3621. Love to talk about your individual situation and see how we can help meet the right solutions to the need or opportunity. As the commercial said during break there, BizDoc has a very robust toolbox of over 100 different solutions to meet your capital needs. When we put together these capital solutions, this is really where art and science come together as we try to use asset-based solutions, cash flow-based solutions, and credit-based solutions to work together. It's like putting together a puzzle, if you would. Multiple sources of capital working together not against each other. This needs to be transparent. You can't not tell each other what you're doing. You have to make sure that you don't violate any covenants of one agreement by doing another agreement. You want to make sure that you protect the individual securitizations. So, if your accounts receivable funding protected or has a lien against your accounts receivable, you need to make sure that any other party lending to you knows that they would be in a subordinated position on that asset class. So, you know, if you wanted to put together an accounts receivable funding with an equipment funding, with a real estate funding, and maybe have a little cash flow piece on there together, they don't cross over on securitization. You're transparent with everybody and you've done something really good probably for your business. This is where we can help fit all this together. You got to have a payback plan so that none of these is harming the other. They've got to work together. You have to make sure that there's no audit-related conflicts. You have to remember you're creating partners here, not adversaries when you borrow money. So talk to your partners. They understand business. Most lenders are either entrepreneurs themselves, have the heart of entrepreneurs, and or have been entrepreneurs. So treat them like partners. Work with them, particularly your representative, your consultant, if you would. 
In our final moments or minutes here of the show, I want to go through and interview myself because I probably haven't done a very good job of introducing Mike Schumacher to you, my audience. So the first question that I generally ask a guest is, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm originally from the Midwest. Uh, I'm a child of the 60s. I was born in 1960. Um, Grew up in the Midwest, like I said. I have a bachelor's degree in business administration, in liberal arts, excuse me. I have a master's degree in business administration, and I am ABD in my doctorate in business administration. My doctoral research was on trust in relationship marketing, and uh, it's a complex subject. I used to think it was as simple as doing what you say you're going to do, but trust really is, there is so many components to trust, and it's really important. Interesting subject, not the subject for this show, but a very interesting subject. Um, Besides my education, I spent the first 20 years of my career working for a number of different Fortune 50 companies doing a couple of different types of work, I'll call it. Uh, First of all, uh, the term might be turnaround or internal renewal work, um, sort of a problem solver. I went to challenged or opportunity situations, and I helped get that opportunity drawn out and successful. The second thing I did is I kind of got into this concept of mergers and acquisitions. It can be really addicting. Um, I started doing a little bit of work there, and really part of that was about the deal, creating a deal to buy a company or sell a company, but the other part of that was more about how do you, once you buy the company, how do you implement it and bring it on board and make it profitable? And that really became very interesting to me because of my background of fixing sort of dysfunctional companies. And I really took what I learned in those practice in those business opportunities and I opened up my own practice in 2007 intending to do turnaround work fix broken companies well life throws you curves sometimes and we all know what happened in 2007 when I opened my company uh, a little bit of a financial crisis and so clients would call me and say you know I know I need work fixing my company but before I can even consider that I need to some cash or capital to survive. Can you help me with that? And so we added that to our practice over time. And then we added business savings programs, uh, CEO, CFO leasing, and then we also have CEO groups we run. So our business evolved. That's BizDoc Capital Group. And that started in 2007. It's evolved over the last eight years into something we feel really good about I was listening to one of the other shows on, uh, on our network earlier today, and Amplify was the name of the show, by the way, and was talking about sort of how you meet this critical point where things happen slowly, then suddenly. And really, that's happened in our business, I think, and said, we did a lot of the right things. We worked really hard for a number of years, and then all of a sudden, over the last few years, it's just starting to really happen in a great way for us. But we laid those seeds, planted those seeds very early on. What type of products does BizDoc represent? So, all of the asset-based lending, cash flow-based lending, and credit-based lending products, we represent over 100 different solutions 
for businesses. And the reason we do that is not anything to do with loyalty or disloyalty. It's this concept that we need to make sure and fit the right solution for the right client, for the right situation, for the right timing. And so we have to have that many products because we have that diverse of a customer base. We also represent business savings programs. So we have all different types of solutions to help you create that printed or internal capital. We operate a CEO group or two that we get groups of CEOs together and uh, we work as each other's board of directors. And then we have CFO and CEO leasing for short-term situations. Think of it as a way to sort of timeshare a CFO or a CEO for a period of time. You can learn more about our company and how these different products work by visiting our website. I'm particularly proud of a number of videos we have out there that uh, they're meant to be short. They're not meant to, to bore you. They're meant to be very short and to the point and to help you grasp an individual concept. So I encourage you to visit our website, and that's bizdoccapital.com, and go to the video section, and and you'll see those. Um, More and more now, we're using the whiteboard whiteboard concept of uh, video marketing, and uh, appreciate your input on that. I think it's a really neat thing, and I'm going to tell you that in the beginning, I wanted to do this for, for quite a while, and we went out, and it was really expensive to do, so we decided to do it for ourselves and taught ourselves how to do whiteboard uh, videos. And uh, if you ever want to have a conversation around that, please reach out to me. It's fascinating. Uh, I really believe in that kind of guerrilla marketing activity, and I think it's a, it's a tool that we can share with others and a resource that we can share with others. Um, I always ask my guests about the ideal client. I'm not going to go into that. But more importantly, does a client preparation make a difference in the success of their lending? Absolutely. Your preparation, your transparency as a client, your responsiveness as a client can not only make the difference between being funded and not funded, but it can make the difference between a low rate, good term, and a high rate, poor term. So please, when we ask for that information, there is definitely a reason for it. I look forward to talking to you next week. Appreciate your time this week, and we'll see you soon. Thanks for visiting with us. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tune into Small Business Capital America with host Michael Schumacher every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Best wishes, and we'll talk again next week.